Welcome to the Halftime Subs. HTS Media Group. Listening to the halftime subs. Literally. Oh god. Let's fucking go. Now here are your hosts, Brett, Curtis, and Ty. Owen, listener discretion is advised. What is going on, world? We are the halftime subs. We are live on Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at halftime subs. We have been very much responding this week is a responsive responding fuck that one up last week got it right this week (laughs) um anyways episode 31 here we are we have missed quite a bit this last week so thankfully we do this once a week so we get to review it this is how we do jesus lord so i want to kind of go into all right Here's some things we've missed. However, we're going to start with what I feel is the most important and pressing matter, which is the Baseball Hall of Fame. And when we get to that, I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all that I'm going to offend some people. I'm going to hurt feelings. I will give y'all a warning to either fast forward or stop listening at that moment so that I don't have to listen to y'all complain on bro, any of the social it, medias. It doesn't, doesn't matter, bro. It's, <laughs> it's a sports take, bro. This is... You you, eh, you don't care about feelings when you got sports tape. So this is this is what we missed so far. We got the uh, the NFL division around was absolute straight fire. All four games were one possession. We got Final introduced. <laughs> yeah, very literally. Um, we got introduced to this generation's Manning, Brady, basically, and Josh Allen versus Pat, Patty Mahomes. Yes, yes. Um, all four games are absolutely outstanding, though. Uh, the Bills, Chiefs, possibly one of the greatest games ever played. And the greatest game I've ever saw. <laughs> that was pretty wild. Like, Curtis feelings were hurt. He was in tears, but it's okay. We're here to live through it. Literally. Byron left, which has been named the Jaguars new head coach, which Ooh. I think is a great hire. Uh, Brady and Gronk possibly retiring. Gronk did come out and say if he was forced to make the decision today, he would choose a retirement. But it makes sense because you just played 17 games. Your body feels like you've probably been in like 17 car wrecks. I mean, you got to think you know, he, came, he came out of retirement and won another ring. He did. I mean, like, there's that, not more much he can do. Not, yeah, too many people don't get that opportunity. And we will, don't worry, we will get in. I will get into my Brady and Gronk theory oh, here shortly. Yeah, go for it. I will alienate myself between oh. my Bucks fans. Oh, yeah. Um, AB thinks he has a high IQ. I think he might just be retarded. I know we're not allowed to say those words, so I'll just say he might be Cajun. I don't, um, I don't know what AB got going on. He's it's kind of, special. It's, it's a little weird. Here's the issue. I'm intrigued. He's talking about, they're talking about mental health stuff, but then at the same time, in the same sentence, they call it the crazy house. Obviously, you ain't that worried about mental health if you call that place a crazy house. That's disrespectful yeah, yeah, as hell. Yeah. Um. Anyways, he deserves to be in a crazy house. Sean Payton throws up the deuces. I'm out. Um. I guess he's going to the TV role. I, I mean, he'll be there for one year. What I think is going to end up happening is he's going to be in TV for one year. He'll get the itch back. 
And because Mike McCarthy is somehow going to blow the Cowboys season again, and he'll be the Cowboys coach in the next year. So you think it's kind of like another urban type of situation, like an urban situation? I just I just think that he's he, – look at that roster. He ain't stupid. Sean Payton's smart. Look at that roster. That roster is not very good. Michael yeah. Thomas, head case, ain't coming back. Bro, he you're, got released. You're right. You're, you're, <laughs> He's done for. Your quarterback room currently consists of Taysom Hill and possibly Jameis Winston. Yeah, that's not very good neither. Hey, so what you going to try to do, win the NFC South with Alvin Kamara and that's about the end of it? That ain't happening. He ain't stupid. So he threw up the deuces and most pressing topic to me. The Major League Baseball Hall of Fame and Baseball Writers of America are a fucking joke. David Ortiz gets elected to the Hall of Fame, rightfully so. Best DH, arguably best DH ever between him probably and, Ed, and Edgar Martinez. Um, I respect him. Curtis, I know you don't know who Edgar Martinez is, but oh, no. yeah, Edgar Martinez... The, the DH before the DH was cool, mm-hmm. Edgar Martinez. Oh, that, that, um, that's, that's, uh, that says a lot. Well, he was, so, Big Poppy, you know, he played first base. David Ortiz played first base. Edgar Martinez was a first baseman. Okay. Neither one of them could really play first base all that well. So they got <laughs> moved into the DH position, and then they both took off. Okay. Um, however, that's where we're going to start. And I like this, Big Poppy, though. Yeah, no, I he's, mean, he's great. Like, you know, being a Yankees fan, you know, growing up, you know, that was the only Red Sox I would respect. I don't. Yeah, he's a good player. I, I love Big Poppy. So, I, um, if you are easily offended, if you do not like curse words, if you feel like your feelings are going to get hurt because I'm going to talk shit about baseball, this is your time to pause the show, stop the show, or fast forward the show here a couple minutes ahead. That was your warning. Yep, just take my back seat. You know? <laughs> go ahead. Just, yeah, Curtis, go ahead. Just listen. Stage, stage is all yours. Yeah, you know? I, I go ahead. And sit I'll back chime for a in. I'll ask questions when I think I need to ask a question or so. So the Baseball Writers of America, they elect the Baseball Hall of Fame. There are sixteen of them, and all sixteen, for the most part, are a fucking joke. And writers or, or players that were elected? No, it's writers. Oh wow! So there's there's one, there's one issue right there. For one, you have the writers trying to do it. Now, David Ortiz deserves to be a Hall of Famer. He should be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest DHs of all time. It's not the greatest DH of all time. He has incredible numbers, and it's well-deserved. Why does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Well, it's just like any other Hall of Fame. You have a really good career. You had really good numbers. And, you know, Curtis, I know you're not a baseball guy, but you can follow along with us in yeah, any yeah. sport. I, I have to learn these things. Okay, you know? but in any sport... It goes by what you do on the field. Am I not yeah, correct? Yeah, that's it. just okay. like basketball, same with football. Thank you. Okay. As of this weekend, the Baseball Hall of Fame is the shittiest Hall of Fame of all Hall of Fame in sports. Yeah, I feel like Barry Bonds. I don't know there. a fucking thing about NASCAR, but I guarantee their Hall of Fame is better than Baseball's Hall of they Fame. They actually just put Dale Earnhardt Jr. in there. There you go. Well, maybe <laughs> he, not he deserves to be there. Maybe he does. I don't know. I guess if you're popular. I don't think he won many races, though. No, that's what they were saying. His impact yeah. to the sport was Yeah, was, it, was, was it was invaluable. That's what, that's yeah. what they, were, they were going Yeah, because when he left, they lost like all their sponsorship. Oh, yeah. Nonetheless, I don't care if it's soccer, football, basketball, fucking badminton. I don't know if there's a badminton Hall of Fame, but there's fucking a... Whatever yeah, it is. Probably overseas. The somewhere. best player to ever do your sport should be in the Hall of Fame. That's a point blank period. If you were the best player to ever played 
your sport, you should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. This is the Hall of Fame based on numbers. Not a bunch of fucking old guys who didn't play the game or didn't play the game at a high level who write from a different standpoint. Or this isn't the morality Hall of Fame. If you want to worry about your morality, go to church. You can judge people there like they all do at those churches and no one will give a fuck because you'll fit right in. (laughs) Big Poppy is a great personality. However, he failed he failed a steroid test in 2006 or 2007, whatever year it was. So we're okay with him going in, failing failing a steroid test. Yeah. But we're not okay putting in the greatest fucking base hit hitter of all time. The greatest hitter of all time is Pete Rose. The second greatest hitter of all time is Barry Bonds. And he really could vice versa those. Yeah. I remember watching Barry Bonds so, on TV all the time, smacking the ball out of the park. So how it's, it's just difficult. How the fuck can you have... The career home run leader, the all-time leader in walks, the only player in baseball history to have 500 home runs and 500 steals. That that number, those two numbers combined, had never even been fucking thought of till Barry Bonds came along. Before steals. Barry Bonds had his first steroid accusation, he had already won three NL MVPs. Get the fuck out of here, y'all! Y'all are electing. <laughs> they're electing people who were in parts of generations that. That were either drunks, alcoholics, drug abusers, women abusers. We got from, you got to think, cause you're, you're talking 1910, 1900, 1920. What did they do back then? They popped quaaludes and, and fucking drank alcohol. What you think? They were worried about morality back then? Fuck no. What you think? They weren't banging a bitch on every corner they got a chance to when they were going from Detroit to New York? I mean, those were only a handful, yeah. a couple teams. Yeah, it was only, yeah. But we're worried about morality now. Barry Bonds is a, is one of the greatest generational talents this fucking sport has ever seen. Listen, There's nothing like him. There's nothing ever been like him. I mean, just it's, it's kind of like you know how when you shoot a basket and you yell Kobe, it's like yo, I'm a Barry Bonds of this shit. Like, yes, that, like that. That was a saying. That was a like. I feel like he needs his flowers. If you believe that Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, or Alex Rodriguez. I'll even throw in Andrew Jones and Billy Wagner. Don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. You're a fucking moron. You're an absolute fucking joke, and you don't even deserve to talk about baseball. The Baseball Hall of Fame is even hard to call a Hall of Fame at this point because some of your greatest players aren't in it. You can't tell me you have a Hall of Fame without Pete Rose in it because he gambled on some games. Get the fuck out of here. Everybody gambles on games nowadays. What are we talking about? Y'all are worried about morality? Y'all let politicians invest in stock options. You don't think they know what's going on? That's not insider trading? But y'all are worried about morality. Get the fuck out of here. The people who have used steroids in in baseball in the Hall of Fame, there are some. The flip side is, is those people who are using steroids during that era, for one, the pitchers were using it too. So the hitters were having a hit off of guys who were using it as well. Using the juice. Here is a fun fact about baseball. You can shoot up every steroid you want. It will not help you hit a baseball. It doesn't help your hand-eye coordination. Not what that does. It doesn't help with your angle to the ball. It doesn't help any of that. The fact of the matter is he still had to hit the baseball. And he hit it better than anybody else. Is that muscle memory? Well, yeah. Some of it is, yeah. 
because you got to put the same swing on the ball sometimes. But you can't say that they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Next year's Hall of Fame class is full of a bunch of really good players, but they're all there's a lot of personalities on there. So what's going to happen is you're going to see some of these guys get in, and none of them deserve to be there. People are making an argument for a guy named Scott Rowland. He was a third baseman for the Cardinals. Scott Rowland was a really good player. In fact, I watched a ton of videos back in the day of him because I played third base, so I watched him a lot because he was that good. By any means of the imagination, he is not a Hall of Famer. He's just not. He was really good. He's in the Hall of Famer really good. He's not in the Hall of Famer greatest ever. Hall of Famer really good. We're coming back to that. So Baseball Writers of America, Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Y'all are not the fucking morality police. Get off your fucking knees. You're blowing this game. That's (laughs) everybody's favorite thing when it comes to umpires. Get off your knees. You're blowing the game. The Baseball Writers of America are blowing this shit. I've I've seen hookers stand on the corner and make better decisions than what these guys are doing. Oh wow, that's a that's a that's a do old. do your fucking job. The best players in, that ever play this game need to be in the Hall of Fame. If you d- can't understand what Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa did for the game of baseball in 1998 when they ignited the home run race to see who could get the 71, 72 home runs. You have lost your fucking mind. I actually watched a 30 for 30 film about that. Okay. And that was pretty There funny. was zero fans going to the games at the time. 97, early 98, there wasn't fans in the stands. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire brought baseball back from death. Baseball was on the brink of shutting down. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa single-handedly saved baseball in 1998. Oh, yeah, that that's that's basically a... You that that statement there put, needs to have you in the Hall of Fame. So, with that being said, somebody needs to do something because Roger Clemens is arguably the greatest pitcher of all time. Barry Bonds is arguably the greatest hitter slash player of all time. Yes. Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Alex Rodriguez, y'all are all. If you do not believe they should be in the Hall of Fame, you need to fucking get your head checked. You might you might have something wrong. So, I start with that because it bothers the fuck out of me. We don't get very serious on this show, but this bothers the fuck out of me. You have these writers, these old men, we're protecting the game. No, you, you're the reason the game's a fucking joke right now. So, get off your knees, stop blowing the game, and all of you fucking morons, get it together. Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer on every level. So is Pete Rose, so is Roger Clemens. So is Sammy Sosa, so is Mark McGuire, so is Alex Rodriguez. And in fact, Andrew Jones and Billy Wagner probably should be there too. Andrew Jones was probably one of the best defensive center fielders I've ever seen. He had 10 gold gloves, he had 434 home runs. Pretty good career, I'd say. Billy Wagner was fucking dominant. Dominant. The dude's like all of four foot one midget. <laughs> I mean, he ain't four foot one, but he he bought midget. I don't think but we're allowed to say I don't think we're to say that word either. But he's a little small that, person. That I liked about baseball is mm-hmm. you can see baseball. There's so many different sizes and so it is. many different. Everybody has the same heart. Like there's Billy Wagner, heart, I, if I remember correctly, Billy Wagner is all of like five six five seven, but he would ramp up and throw a hundred miles an hour and throw it down your throat. Oh, see, dude man. was ri- ridiculous. Yeah, see. So, anyways, that's that's my rant. I had to do it. Get the fucking job done. If you're worried about morality, go to church. 
That's probably where you should be anyway. You should be praying to God that no one comes and fucking finds you because you're a fucking idiot if you don't think Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And that's the end of that. Oh, that's a nice one. I like that. I like that. I, I actually like Barry Bonds. So, so I, st- I stand behind you on that. Now, what I want to move over to is now that I'm done with that rant and being ridiculous and it just bothered me. It bothers me as being a person who grew up as baseball being their first love. And remembering the feeling of what it was like watching all these things happen, watching the Sosa and Maguire home run battle, watching Bonds, you know, chase the home run record, watching him chase number 72, watching all that stuff that it made the game great. Like it was great. Um, And you're taking a part of the game away. It's no different than ripping down a statue. Don't change nothing. Uh, Oh, my God. I know. And I know you feel the same way. It's it's fucking stupid. it, it takes and, what it does is it takes a part of history mm-hmm. away that that literally made you know what we love to this point you know what it is at this mm-hmm. this day and age like yeah. Barry Bonds like I said you know I, I I'm not deep in baseball but I used to love watching Sports Center just to see Barry Bonds smacking the ball you know mm-hmm. out of the stadium in San Fran like he was literally one of the first people that made me one of the, Look at the city of San Francisco, like mm-hmm. he, like he was that guy. So to this day, I no mean, one I, watched San Francisco Giants baseball until Barry Bonds got there. Literally, Barry I Bonds. That, when, I, I when am that. Barry Bonds played in Pittsburgh for the Pirates. They let him go, and then you know he ended up going to the Giants. And when he went to the Giants, no one paid attention to San Francisco until he got there. Then he gets there. He turns the franchise on its head. He says, "It's okay, guys. I got it." They don't like him because he was a dick. Like he was kind of an ass. He didn't want to deal with the writers. He didn't want to deal with the media. He, he just wanted to play. play he wanted to play baseball, and the writers couldn't get behind that. So now this is their way of saying, "Ha, we got you." But what's happened is it's flipped. The writers look like a bunch of fucking dickheads, and that's just what it is. Like yeah, it's it's just like you say, you can't take away a statue. Is it's basically getting rid of history. You can't. That's one of the greatest times in baseball history. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't just. Act like it didn't happen and shove it under a rug. That's right. Now, I want to transition. Let's go ahead and go into, let's review a little bit. So the divisional rounds. Yes, yes. Insane in the membrane. Started Saturday with my boy Evan McPherson. Shout out Florida Gators. Leans back, looks at Joe Burrow, arms folded, cigarette hanging from his lip. He's he said four quarters, three quarters, overtime don't matter. We going to the ASC championship, yeah, <laughs> Bruh. His, his name is Joe Shiesty. He now. looked at Joe Burrow after one practice kick and said, "Hey, I guess we're going to the ASC championship game." Walked out there and then slapped that bitch right through the middle. Biggest balls mm. in Cincinnati. They, said, mm. they actually said He's, his jersey sold yes, out. Yes, his jersey's indefinitely sold out in Cincinnati. That is wild. Now, kickers get love. Yo, <laughs> hey, when you make them, they do, right? Yeah, kickers get love. <laughs> so then the other game was the Packers and 49ers game, which who, who saw this coming? Aaron Rodgers blows it in the playoffs again. Here, oh, fun fact. I, I don't fun know why, fact. Why, didn't they have, why did they have 10? Why did they have 10? Defenders against the field goal kick. Like, why didn't they because have like, was, the special teams coach didn't count his players going out? Like, Jesus, what are you supposed like, to do, man? Don't you got a special teams captain supposed uh, to count the line, and right? The, and that's how that works. Then, then the punt gets blocked. At that point, I don't know what to do. Listen, with the there's man. times where my four year old struggles with basic math, too, so I understand, you know? Whatever that guy was. He's probably uh, fired. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Aaron Rodgers, since he won the Super Bowl, is 7 9 in the playoffs. 
the whole argument of him being made, he's one of the greatest players ever. No, about that. Green Bay history. Maybe. Well, yes. Yeah, I'm talking about ever. Ever. I don't. I can name. I can currently name three or four quarterbacks that are probably better than Aaron Rodgers, but that's including now. I'm just now, if pure talent. Yeah, he's one of the greatest. Yeah, yeah. But if you take that pure talent and then equate it into victories and. Super Bowls and stuff like that. I don't know if you can make that argument as much anymore. No, because um, there's there's way too many quarterbacks. Like that. Now, with that said, I do like Aaron Rodgers. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I think he's been absolutely hilarious this year, even though he's been a little bit of a prima donna. Yeah, he was um, an NFC pick. Yeah, he's been <laughs> he's been very entertaining to watch. A little prima donna ish, but it's been funny and I've enjoyed it. And I say, hey, keep doing it, Aaron. Um, I would like to see him in Tennessee personally. I think him with the Titans and Derrick Henry and them boys, God Almighty. Um, That's scary. Anyways, uh, 13-10, 49ers walk it off, and I am uh, I'm here for that. Debo Samuel. As Chris Carter calls him, uh, Percy Harvin and Antoine Bolton had a baby, and his name was Debo. Wow. Um, <laughs> I just uh, seen he has a guy that he plays 2K with. Yeah, yeah that, guy, isn't that cool? That, and that was that was cool. Like you, when you meet somebody online like that, and he's just like, "Yeah, we just met online," and then he invites you to the game and gives you field passes. And I know all this other stuff. Like, man, that's that's great when you create a, a bond like that through a video game, especially with somebody like Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Like, like you you see him in a different light. You don't see him as Debo Samuel. You're like, bro, that's my guy on the game, bro. Like, I, I think like, it's super like cool. That, I think field passes and all, man. Yeah. So, I, uh, I'm pretty excited for that, though. Anyways, I, then Sunday, the Bucks were getting dusted 27-3, and then the Giant woke up, led them all the way back. I told them. It was I, so I, impressive. Everybody was like, oh, Absolutely wild. I'm like, nah, bro, it's Tom Brady, bro. Um, <laughs> there was a couple things in that game kind of irked me, but you know what? We're past it. It's whatever. I let it yeah. go. I let it go about an hour after the game, and I had to let it go because I was so enthralled in what was going on in the in the Bills and Chiefs game. I was like, all right, this makes up for it. This is pretty wild. Oh, my God. So they, Bucks lost, Rams win. I can't stay in the Rams. If you're a Rams fan, listen to this. Don't come here looking for any kind of like congratulations because you're not going to get it. Actually, that was a great game. Y'all won. Yeah. I am still not sold that Stafford can win a Super Bowl, but you know what? Mm-hmm. He's better than Jared Goff. So there they, you go. They're um, they're they're actual. If they make the Super Bowl, they'll be the first team to basically have the location spot for having the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl in the same location mm-hmm. is a first. But if they you know win, what's really cool. The Bucks were the first team to play at home their Super Bowl, and the Bucks were the first team to win a home Super Bowl. Oh, I don't, so listen, the Rams can listen, get off his dick. Listen, if you, I honestly think if the Rams go, and it's going to be like an all-L.A. pretty much a whole event because you got Dre for the halftime, you got the Rams there, it's in L.A., they better not drop this fucking ball. <laughs> they better drop the ball because what I want to see. That's all I can say. What I want to see is the 18% chance. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I want to see... Cincinnati. Joe Shiesty. I want to see Cincinnati, <laughs> San Francisco. Now, the NFL, I think, is for the most part getting really close to what they want. The NFL desperately is going to want the Rams Chiefs Super Bowl. That is going to bring eyeballs. That's going to bring ratings. You got that's gonna Patty Mahomes and the boys, plus the LA, you know, plus the guys from LA. 
The Rams had to go out and get like half the world just so they could beat a 44-year-old man. So I want you all to keep that in mind. Hey, they said they were all in. That's, <laughs> yeah. what, I, that's what I realized after, after the Odell trade mm-hmm. or, or the Odell signing. But with the Odell doing so great now, it's... I think that raises some type of questions in Cleveland. Like, was he really the issue? No, it was Baker. It's always been Baker. It's always Did you see Baker. how much money Odell Beckham's lost so far? Yeah, he does not oh care. He's going for the ring. He's going God. for the ring. No, 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 no. I'm talking about since he signed his contract, the money he lost. Oh. Not the contract he signed. The contract he signed oh. is fine. He converted it all to Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, when yeah, he yeah, con- yeah, yeah, Now, yeah, when he converted yeah. to Bitcoin, Bitcoin was at like $60,000 $60, a pop, right? Yeah. Now it's down to like 32000 this is what's jacked up. This is why Los Angeles and California as a whole sucks. I just offended all y'all. Fuck y'all. Wow. Um, in L.A. and in California, he has to pay taxes not on what it's worth, but what it was. So he has to pay the taxes on the $60,000 a coin. With, between the taxes and the money lost, his total paycheck for this year like what he'll actually be able to bring home after the California taxes get a hold of it is fourteen thousand dollars. Wow. I mean, I guess when you play for the ring, you gotta play for the ring at this point. It's not about playing for the ring. He got fucked. Yeah, but see that How could someone want to go live in California with taxes like that, dude? I wouldn't want to put my money in Bitcoin though. I don't I don't think I don't know. I can get that. I can understand the Bitcoin. Yeah, but I just don't understand the taxes, taxes like that. Yeah, the taxes and is fucking. If up. you live in a state that's fucking you on taxes like that, just so y'all know Florida's wide open. We yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Know. We party yeah. like we party like it's forever down here. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just it's wild. Like people come down here and I, I when me, Natalie and the kids were we went over to um Saint Pete a few weeks ago and I had this guy I'm assuming he was from New York because he had a very New York accent. Not, he was nice and everything. He wasn't rude or nothing, so maybe he wasn't from New York. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm just throwing everybody, right? Right. Like, New yeah. York, California, yeah, anybody else? Anybody like, else those wants guys some? don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, I do. New York's <laughs> full of a bunch of rude-ass, stuck-up people. Um, <laughs> and it's a little New York City, like actual New yeah, York yeah. City. Yeah, yeah, the west side, we just jump through yeah. tables. New York State, y'all jump through tables, jump through people. Jump on people, you know. Um, anyways, so the guy was from New York, and he was like, "So y'all are pretty wide open down here, yeah." Yeah. Hey, what's up when I go to the store? I noticed that you know prices are lower. He's like, "But I don't think they're they're charging me right." I'm like, "Why?" He was like, "The taxes." Well, yeah, dude, we don't. Nah, well, yeah, we don't have that stuff down here. That's why here. LeBron brought his yeah, talents got, to Miami. Yeah, we have we have <laughs> sales no tax. State, there's no state tax. Yeah, we have money. we have sales tax, <laughs> but we ain't got no other taxes like y'all got up there. So we, we all not, that's why the they're all grumpy. All the people that live in New York, though, like especially New York City, you got shitty weather. You got a shitty smelling area because it smells like ass all the time. People are shitting on the so streets. Many people. It is. And then you have high taxes, high rent, high this. High People talking about they live in a toothpaste, like a toothpaste bottle for you know fourteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Lost there's mind. people. There's people that will really say that they would rather stay in Jersey to mm-hmm. look at New York instead of like staying in New York and looking at Jersey. Yeah. Anyways, we're not here to talk about that. Up. Nonetheless, that. I'm just saying, California, their their state tax <laughs> laws are saying it just fucked Odell. My man's gonna make fourteen grand this year. That's it. Uh, I mean, if he gets that the is, ring, dude, that is nothing. That is, oh Jesus! 
$14,000 for an NFL player. Now, don't get me wrong. He partially shot himself in the foot doing the whole conversion to Bitcoin thing. Maybe convert half of it, not all of it. Yeah, I couldn't. But I he can't. converted his entire salary to Bitcoin, and then it dumped from 60000 to 32000 and then he's got to pay the taxes on 60000 Yeah, my boy said it was chump change. That shit was chump change. Yeah, he's chump changing all the way to the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, going to be eating 14, at the soup kitchen soon. Uh, all 14 Gs of it. That, I'm just, I mean, forty thousand. Don't get me wrong, forty thousand is a lot of money, but like for you being in the NFL, it's not a lot of money. That's, that's just like, that's that a lot is, of money. That's kind of like the old school. Uh, but you know what? Contracts. You know <laughs> what? You no, know he probably thinks he's probably like, yeah. Give me fourteen grand so I don't have to have Baker throw me the football. <laughs> like, hey, you know. Hey, you know that at that point, I mean, it is kind of a valid uh, point. You know, golly. he's in the NFC Championship and. Baker's Baker's at home doing Baker's thing. Uh, yeah, it's just like what they have in the commercial. Yeah, the, co- the code. Baker yeah, the code's one. They need to get him off that commercial, dude. Why? He's at home. Because he needs to focus on football. That dude can't focus on he, commercials, football, girlfriend or wife, whatever he's got going on. I don't know. Um, Did you see uh, Pat's Pat's wife says she just hates how everybody gets on her because she can't enjoy herself at the game. Here's a here's a rule for life: play dumb games, win dumb prizes. I don't know. I don't know. I think. Did you see what she did? She had the fucking bottle of champagne after the game, and spraying it on and everybody. Spraying it on everybody. I don't know if I would have been cool with that. It was cold as hell. That's my point. <laughs> That's like. That's like. Mm. It was like. It was like. It's no different degrees. than Patrick. It's no different than Patrick Mahomes' brother, like dancing on the Sean Taylor uh, memorial. Yeah, no, that's, that's, nah, that's a little wild. It right? is. It's weird, too, because like Patrick Mahomes seems to really have his self together. He does. But he's surrounded by his brother and girlfriend who neither of them seem to have their shit together. Yeah, it more really. or less seems like those two should be dating and neither one of them have their shit together. And Patty Mahomes should go you know, get that's him. How you, that's how you act when somebody you know got $500 million. I guess so. You know what the best picture I've ever seen of a girlfriend is when Russell Wilson got drafted and his girlfriend at the time has like that wild, like, oh my God, I made it face. And they broke up like a year later. You know, I bet she's trying to do TikTok videos these days. Um, Or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? TikTok, OnlyFans. She's probably trying something. She thought she had it. And like her hashtags were like Russ's ex. (laughs) You should hashtag Halftime Subs Podcast. Hey. We'll get you popping. That's right. Um... And then you go, however, to the greatest, now that we got way sidetracked, the possible greatest game ever played, and the Chiefs and the Bills. I mean, it's actually... 25 points in two, the final two minutes. I guess really it was a minute and 52 yeah. seconds is what it my was. Mom, my mom uh, watched the game with me, and she was like, she was going crazy. Like, she, she's not really a football lady, but this year is probably the year she's probably watched it the most, like... And she was sitting, like, just yelling at the TV. I'm like, lady, you've never yelled this much at the TV before. She's like, I finally understand it. And Josh threw the ball. It was a touchdown. And it went to Gabe Davis. I was like, oh, my god. woman was yelling so much, Curtis thought he was in trouble. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I think the world got introduced, if they weren't aware, they kind of got introduced to this generation's Brady Manning. And I think that also put a really, really clear message out there. It's Mahomes and Allen, and you can inter- interchange them however you want. Yeah, like the and 1A, then 1B, everybody yeah. else. And it's not even close. It's I weird. will say this. The AFC quarterback situation, I mean, we're going to jump ahead a little bit. I don't want to, but we'll, a little bit. Next year, in the AFC alone, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Jackson, Burrow, 
That's five deep right there. We play everybody except and, for Herbert. And if you really think about this, teams like the Steelers, who really need a quarterback. They, you can't uh, tell they me. Franchise, they plan on franchise tagging uh, Haskins. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's a great move. Out. Anyways, um, you can't tell me some of these teams are looking at that going, God, what the hell are we going to do? You can't tell me the Browns don't see that and go, God. We're we fucked. thought Baker would. And everybody you know keeps what's bringing weird up too? those five quarterbacks and they you know just leave out Baker. Because Baker's not <laughs> worth being in there. You right. know what's weird, too, is you look at the NFC and it's still like kind of like almost like the old guard. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, it's not totally, but like, you still see the Brady's and the Rodgers and stuff like that. Now you see, like, um, Matt Stafford. Like, you know, he, yeah, like but Stafford's, like, 30, he's he's 34 or whatever, yeah. NFC. Like, he's just been on that side. He's, he's one of those um, in-between quarterbacks. And then you look over at the AFC, and it's just nothing but, like, there's, like, four young or five guns. young yeah. studs. <laughs> young studs. You know what it is looking at Josh Allen, too? When you look at Josh Allen, you can't tell me you don't see Cam Newton in his prime with a better arm. Yeah, like that's what like, I see. I see Cam. I see the the like the like the body size of Cam. It's just, but he can throw it like Mahomes, and it's like, what in the fuck is that? He's a white boy, He's white lightning, <laughs> white lightning. <laughs> that's a bad white dude. Aaron, Aaron Allen is what they. He's call like him he's like how I call my boy Fran. That's a badass white dude. Right, right. Um, but yeah, dude, like that was so wild, and now. And now it's I don't know if you can I don't know if you can match that because like the divisional round was so good that the AFC and NFC championship game can they really be that good? The NFL is um, begging. And now I will go ahead and say this: we're not believers in this, but I know what's going to happen. The conspiracy theorists of the world, you know what they're doing. Bengals and Niners don't got a chance because the NFL is going to want the Rams and. And and the Chiefs and the first call that's kind of just a little bit fitty fitty. They're like, see, see, see. It's crazy. It's, it's gonna be bad. It is. It's gonna be the the conspiracy is gonna be out this weekend heavy because you know that's what the NFL wants. But they were they were the same way after like okay so after the game Sunday everybody was texting my phone blowing me up yo how you feel about the coin toss like bro what do you mean like that's I mean, nothing it's, that's it's stupid nothing, that's bro yeah. and people they they actually looked at the past. Uh, Eleven games that win the overtime during yes. the playoffs. They're like it's ten and one for yes. the teams that. Won. Here's here's the issue with changing the overtime rule. The Bills had the number one overall defense this year, right? Right. They had thirteen seconds to make Mahomes not go sixty yards just to get in field goal range. Out of sky kicked it. Here's my point to this: the Bills didn't lose the coin flip and then lose the game. No, they lost the game because they made a poor ass right. choice. Sometimes. And see, if we would have won certain games, we probably wouldn't have had to been in that situation anyways. Maybe because y'all been if we'd, y'all are taking care of business, would have probably been the one seed. If you don't lose, point. if you don't lose games to the Jaguars, yeah, that was literally. I was at that game. I was so good. They're, they're the Grim Reaper of of, and that's what Andy Reid told told Mahomes. He was like, "What do you want to do? We got 13 seconds left." He's like, "Well, I." Go out there and do it. He's like, well, if you're going to do it, you better go do it like Grim, the Reaper. Kill this right now. <laughs> I'm like, what? And, and, but I, I, I like that, uh, that, that Brady, that Brady Manning, uh, comparison. It means, a, it means a lot to, to them to see what we saw in the past with those two. And mm-hmm. then we see, you know, Sunday night with, uh, they said it was 43 million people actually. You know, watch the game and it peaked out at fifty million. That's mm-hmm. that's the most in the past five years for a divisional round playoff game. So to see that's what the AFC has to offer in the next decade, mm. it's like, oh, and then it's my team. Like I grew up 
like watching us suck. So. Yeah, but see the thing is, is even though y'all been good, y'all still it it y'all get to it's, the big game uh, and the hurts, Bills still bro. choke. It's, and that's what they were saying. They were like, uh, like the top three. That was like the top three, you know, game of a heartbreaker being a Bills fan. And I'm like, listen, I don't know. Like me seeing, <laughs> seeing us be as great as we were when we had JP Lossman, we were five and zero, and we turned around and fucked that up and never made the playoffs. JP Lossman's not a good quarterback at all. Okay, just make sure. That's what I'm saying. Sure, on the same page. The quarterback. You know, we were five and zero, and as, as a kid, me, I'm like, oh shit, we're undefeated. I didn't know that JP Lossman sucked like that until after we weren't five and zero anymore. But now it's but like... But he sucked like that. Oh, oh my gosh. Now I'm glad we got Josh Allen. Because <laughs> there's so many years of, of sadness. Man, now. Josh Allen, dude. What an absolute stud. Oh, he man. really is. Now, going on real quick. We're going to kind of skim through this because it's just two games. I don't feel like we need to throw a bunch of numbers at you. Everybody knows who the teams are. Nobody wants so to watch the NFC games. <laughs> there's no reason to hate this. The San Francisco 49ers have beat the Rams six straight games. Right. That's their bugaboo. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> I'll be going for the 49ers. I'm gonna go ahead and be clear on this. You went for them last week. So I did. I told y'all they right. beat the. I told right. y'all beat the the Vi- or the the Vikings, the Packers, and I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there this week. Uh, quick question: Do you think the number one seed having the bye week affects anything? Now? Yes. Okay. I because, said that last week. I think both, it does. Both number one teams are out. So that that was my thought. And everybody's Because like, oh. you run into the teams. And again, this happens every year, especially in the NFL. Every year, there's one of those teams gets hot and then makes that run. It doesn't matter if it's the Giants from back in the day. It doesn't matter if it's, um, what was that year? The Ravens played the uh, 49ers in the Superdome when uh, the lights went out, yeah. whatever year that was. When, uh, Same Flacco thing. was out there. Same thing. Ravens got hot. <laughs> Yeah, they, the did, year. they did. So you see this. This is not an uncommon thing. This is a very, very common this thing. Is, yeah, this is the common Bucks thing. Bucks last made. year, right. first eight weeks of the season were okay. Next thing you know, they turned it on. They ended up winning overall going into this year. They ended up winning whatever it was, you know, 13 straight overall games. Yeah. Super Bowl in the middle of that. And it, it just happens all the time. So why would we be shocked if the two hottest teams in football, or technically the three hottest teams in football, are still left? The Chiefs, yeah. the Bengals, and uh, the 49ers. The now, the Bengals beat the Chiefs yeah. in week, what was that, 16? Yeah. It was, I feel like it's like eight months ago. It had, I think, I it think it's because, well, no, I'm just saying, like, it feels like because you have the, the, the super the, wild card, yeah, then the yeah. divisional, and it just feels, I think it was week 16 or 17, whatever it was. And they spread everything and out it's, so far. I just this, feel like, I'm like, God, so it seems like that was like a half a century ago. It so but it wasn't. It was like literally a month ago. Like they said, when they advertised it from the beginning of the year, it's going to be the biggest NFL season Yeah, ever, but that's so. kind of just like a play on words, though, because it technically is the biggest season because it's the longest. It is. Not necessarily because it's the best. Now, it wound up being a really good season. Yeah, but it's just, it's the longest, though it's I technically think, the biggest. I think if somebody, I think if... The Bengals win the Super Bowl. I think this year would be more so a a, a better off fan enjoyed season. Can you imagine how lit Cincinnati would be? Oh, they're gonna fucking wild. You know what I mean? People text me like, "Bro, I was really pulling for the Bills. Now let's go ahead and pull for the Bengals." I'm like, "Bro, they got all my support." Like, I, I, yeah, I'm here. I'm all I'm, on the Bengals bandwagon. I'm, I'm all on his, it. His name isn't Joe Burrow no more. It's Joe Shiesty. He's Shiesty on the field. 
He's gonna carve your defense if you really. You need wants to call to. that bitch Swagoo. Oh, <laughs> gla- did you see his glasses? His glasses out there every you know game, uh-huh. every press conference is just different. He has he has young uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick swag. <laughs> Doesn't he though? Just Cincinnati young, though. Young Ryan Fitzpatrick swag. You can just picture Joe Burrow in like twenty five years shirtless at a Bengals game. I know. <laughs> I, I, I could picture it's like negative six outside, and they keep they keep uh, what is his name uh. Guy off of Home Alone. I keep seeing all these Macaulay Culkin or whatever. Yeah, they, <laughs> keep, they keep talking about, oh, look at these quarterbacks that made it to the playoffs. It's the, the, the you know the final four, and I'm like, all right, Pat in high school, and then you see Matt Stafford playing baseball as a young kid, and it's like, that's not Joe Burrow, bro. That's, that's the guy off of Home Alone, bro. He's setting booby traps. Yeah, no. I'll tell you what, that Bengals roster. Is pretty good. The defense is a little underrated. No one's been able to run on them really this year. Their offensive um, stars are all under the age of twenty-five. That to me is actually they, what's they very pointed, impressive. They pointed that out the other day. I'm going to be interested to see how they're going to pay all these dudes though, because you know a lot. Of, you know, Burrow's on his rookie deal. Jamar Chase on his rookie yeah. deal. Joe Mixon, they have to pay him. Yeah. Um, but uh, that is team, it? God, am I that team's loaded with talent? If they could just figure out how to protect him. I think they they have Holy to they have to draft them a line and pick up some some veteran. Line. There's actually so I was looking at the free agents to be. There's actually some pretty decent free agents yeah, coming up, and then you're gonna have even where they're drafting, you're gonna have a chance to some offensive linemen. If they learn to protect that dude, where they don't have so many negative plays, mm-hmm. they are gonna fucking slap some heads, dude. That, it's gonna that be, team's gonna be it's pretty gonna good. Be scary. I mean, they see. are good, but. Me, me and my dad were actually talking about it, how we believe uh, the NFL is starting to turn to see, you know, how we used to always see the Patriots, the Steelers, the those teams that were always there. Well, you're seeing parity. Yeah, and, and now it's more so like, okay, now we have the Bengals back in it. It's like, all right, now the Bills are there, and now you see the Chiefs come, and they're just like dominating. These weren't teams that we were seeing, you know, 15 no, years ago. No, but look at it from this perspective, okay? This year, there was roughly three to four teams that were truly shitty. Okay, yeah. like real. I mean, tr- they were shitty. Yeah. You had the Jaguars and Lions, the Jets, the Giants. They yeah, were that truly was, that was truly the bottom of the. They were truly <laughs> shitty football teams, right? Yeah. Okay. Think about the best team this year. Do Do we really know who the actual best team was? I know. I think we can look at some rosters and go. Okay, they probably have the best roster. Paper wise, but, but yeah. yeah. But as far as like what they did throughout the season, there was a lot of inconsistency. Even the Chiefs, who are looking really good right now, they got some inconsistent yeah, yeah. play. The Rams went through some inconsistencies. Uh, the Bengals went there, and the Bengals are a young team. Dude, there was one point I think they were what were they three and four, or four and three, or whatever it was, and they and started. Man, they I mean, turned it around. Yeah, and, it's, and it's weird. you look at you, you look, look at, at the Miami. 49ers. You look at you Miami. Miami they lost. What they do? Lost they, eight straight, then won eight straight, or they, something like that. They lost seven straight, and, and then, then they won seven straight. First team in NFL history yeah. to do it. So it's, so. The 49ers at the beginning of the year. Yeah. They looked lost. And Jimmy G wasn't the question. No. He wasn't the answer And all. all of a sudden, they're turning it on. So, you're starting to see real parity. So, I think the four teams that are left, they're all very, they're qualified. They're deserving to be there. Yeah. You're not going to hear, like, the sourpuss people who are like, oh, yeah. they don't deserve to be there. No, I they just, like they if, the, if the Rams don't win, it's because of Matthew Stafford. Um, I don't know. And the only thing I say I don't know that is this. When they made it to the Super Bowl, it wasn't Matthew Stafford's fault at that time because he wasn't there. Jared Goff and Sean McVay both choked that game away. So, I don't know, man. And and those could be very, very clear. They almost choked the game away Sunday. 
Like, they right. were a nut hair close to choking that game I was away. surprised. And everybody's like, oh, they're, they're, they're about to lose. I'm like, no, bro. It's This is just the third quarter, and that's Brady on the other side. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been there. The Bills have had games where we've been up like that. And he came back and whooped us on Monday night. Like, yeah. I've sat in front of the TV and watched it. So, nonetheless, I just, I don't know if I trust McVay, Stafford. I think they're really good together. I think it's yeah. a good combination. Yeah. And obviously with Cooper Cup and everything, I am just saying, neither one of them dudes have ever proven in a big game they can do it. If it comes down um, to it, yeah. I am all here, though, for the 49ers Bengals. Like, I'm not going to any numbers. Yeah, I'm, yeah, Guys, I, if I'm y'all want to look at numbers, I know we, we throw a lot of numbers at y'all. We're kind of past the fantasy days right now, and we're <sighs> everybody knows these teams. Everybody knows what these teams are good at. Let me tell you what. The 49ers defensive line knows how to get after Stafford. Yeah. I feel and like... Stafford, every time he's faced the 49ers so far this year, if you notice, he's got happy feet in both them games. He was not comfortable. But you know who is comfortable when the guys like Joey Bosa are coming off the edge to rip your head off? It's just an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, that is, that is true. And I am all in on – I don't have any ill will towards the Chiefs. People are like, well, I'm tired of the no, Chiefs. I don't, like, I don't, I don't. have any Patrick, will, Mahom- Patrick Mahomes is a stud. Travis Kelsey's a stud. Tyreek's a stud. They're fun to watch. That's I even like I, I even like Honey Badger, who's also a free agent, by the way. Honey Badger in the back. He, uh, he was hurt. In he that is. Game. I don't... You know, but if he's healthy, you'll have him on the backside yeah. of that defense. He's he's fun to watch. I, hope, I, hope I have no issue with the Chiefs if they were to go to the Super Bowl. I'm just throwing my hat behind the Bengals. For one, the Bengals got cooler jerseys. Two, I like Joe Burrow. Three, Evan McPherson's my guy being a Florida guy. So I'm here for it. I'm kind of I'm I'm excited to see the orange and black at the Super Bowl. To be that would be cool, man. Like, you just think about the people that are going to paint themselves and, as tight. And my big thing for the 49ers and for the 49ers and the Rams game is I, I've always hated the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> That's right. Y'all hate me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the, even the people in St. Louis hate the Rams. I don't like, like so. the St. Louis Rams. The L.A. Rams are just as shitty. I don't like them either. Wow. So Nobody likes their new stadium. But you know what? Here's the thing with that. So after the game with the Bucks on Sunday, McVeigh was already starting to like kind of like throw his plea to the fans, "Hey guys, please show up," because you know they played the Niners last week this season, and the 49ers easily had more fans than the Rams did at their own stadium in Listen, LA the, the for a game that's a, that's a big game too, because that game could have clinched them the two seed. So it's not like the game didn't mean anything. Like it was yeah. a meaningful game, your and fans, your and fans their own take fans, you a long way. your own fans didn't show up for that game. And then when your fans do show up to games, y'all start fighting each other because you're all too stupid to realize what's going on. Yeah, they don't have a fan base. Like you gotta think they don't. They they move they move just like the Raiders did, and the Raiders fan base is like, all right, Vegas, we're cool, we'll fuck with it, we'll go, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's not that far. They they they're okay with that. But when you move your team across the entire country, mm-hmm. and you're like. Are you guys still love us? No, you just burned bridges with that city. And yeah, but they've already burned LA once, anyways. No, I'm talking about St. Louis. No, yeah. no, I'm just saying the St. Oh, Louis yeah. Rams. The, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. originally in LA. Yeah, they burned were. LA, went to St. Louis, and, and then they burned right St. Back. Louis and went back to LA. But nonetheless, the Florida, and this I read an art, I read an article today. I read an article today in Sports Illustrated that that are saying that that Rams personnel is already concerned about it. Because there is a lot of 49er fans purchasing tickets in L.A. Oh, listen. So how funny would it be they play a home NFC championship game and you see more red than blue? 
That was my thing for Bro, the Titans. I would fall apart. That was literally my thing for the Titans, just because they they literally don't have that after fan the game. Day. After the game was over, they started to complain. You heard Sean McVay. Well, we weren't really prepared for them to have that many fans there, bro. You're an NFL head coach and NFL team. What you I talking about? I actually saw his high school tape. He should probably Yo. he should probably suit up this weekend. They he might ain't need, kidding, dude. He can scoot, right? Yeah, I was. I Boy, can scoot. They, yeah, they could, they should probably they'll probably need him. Anyways, go Niners. I, I want to see the red and the gold, and go Bengals. I want to see I want to see the stripes. I want the hooday everywhere. I want the Chiefs Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jody. Uh, shout out to my boy Jody. You know, if you win a, you win a uh, Super Bowl this year, you know, you you win one and that'll be lit. You got another ring, bro. There you go. So that's dope. So, anyways, let's go Bengals. Let's go Niners. And if the Chiefs make it, then I'll just cheer for the Chiefs. I guess if that's yeah. what I have to do, just yeah. so I can say I witnessed Patrick Mahomes. That's the point where I'm at right now. By the way, like we're witnessing something. That's... We really, really should be paying attention. People take advantage of greatness, and they take for granted greatness. People didn't realize. All right, let's say go ahead and go this route too. When Kobe was young, rest his soul. This is two year anniversary. We'll talk about that in a minute. Actually, yeah. Um, when Kobe first came in, those first few years, some of the stories that you know people were talking about today, just you know flipping through TV and listening to their stories. Even as a young man, as a very young man. You know, he they were talking about uh, Stephen A. Smith, and he, people were calling him the the black sports Oprah. You know, oh man, you trying to be like Oprah? And he said that Kobe, at the time, Kobe's like twenty two, twenty three years old, and Kobe told him, "No, fuck Oprah, be Harpo." That mentality, you know, that just that that ex that just breathes the greatness that he was. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> People didn't realize. People realized he was good. I don't think they realized he was great until he got like more that midpoint of his career after the first, especially after the first title Shaq. Yeah. Then people started saying, "Okay, it's pretty good," but they're always like, "Well, it's Shaq's team," you know. And then Kobe, you know, there was no Shaq, and Kobe was still throwing wild numbers. But again, we'll get to Kobe in a second. <laughs> My point to this is, when Brady and Manning were going back and forth in the early two thousands, which was we wild. realized it was good. I don't think we realized it was all time. Like that was. When, I remember watching those games. When so. you saw Aikman and Steve Young back in the day going at it, mm-hmm. and you know in the early '90s, mid '90s, I think people realized it was good. I think it took a couple of years to realize how great it was. As fans, we we kind of miss that sometimes, and we're starting to see some really, really exceptional young quarterback play. Patty Mahomes has got a shot to do stuff we've never seen before. I think that we should really relish in this fact of this time in the NFL that we're in. Like I just said, there's there's five legit AFC quarterbacks right. that can absolutely drop, drop your jaw on amazement of what they do. I think that's wild. Justin like Herbert saying. threw a ball at one point this year that in air yards was 70-plus yards. In the air. Yeah, that was... I don't think people comprehend how hard or how far that is to do that. And people are like, oh, it's just 70 yards. No, no, it's, it's 70, 70 yards. yards. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes... Does things on a day on a weekly basis. We're like, what in the hell just happened? Like the no look pass. It, they yes, said he it's was incredible. doing that at Texas Tech in practice. Yeah, it's incredible. Joe Burrow's away. His escapability. He got sacked nine times and they won. He didn't care. He does not care. That that toughness, that that escapability. 
Josh Allen, same thing, that escapability. There was three plays during that game, especially the one play going when they were coming back to take that lead late in the fourth quarter before the whole two-minute thing Mm -hmm. that started off the two-minute back and forth when they took the lead. There was, on that play, he had one guy dive at his legs, miss. He had one guy come behind him, miss. He threw him off his back. And then the other guy, he, he ran by him. He had three guys that were all in perfect positions to make tackles at all three missed and, and he, then completed the pass 25 he, yards on the field. He does this like when he pulls out, it's like he'll do like this stutter step mm-hmm. and he'll do this stutter step and he'll catch somebody that'll hesitate. It is just that one split second decision mm-hmm. and he is gone. And I'm like, Jesus, this guy yeah, is man. fast. So anyways, those are our picks. I think you agree. We're, we're going for Bengals, 49ers as a show. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I'm here for that. All right, we're I, here I, for I, it. I want to see Joe Shiesty. I want to move on really quickly and alien myself to my own fan base with the Gronk and Brady stuff. Oh, God. I think Brady should be. I'm not talking, it's not talking shit or nothing. It's just uh, this is where I'm going to alienate myself to where everybody else is going to feel this way. This is how I feel. Oh, wow. Um, Brett Tower. Yeah, Dude. this is just how I feel about it. Well, I have reasoning for this, so like this oh, isn't so you, like I'm this not. Is, this is from like a, a fan point. Of view this is my fan something. point of view okay. of just me being a Bucks fan, seeing our franchise of what it's been since I was a toddler, watching it with my dad and his, our orange and white gear on back when I was two. They should like, bring those jerseys back. They're they are back, next year. They bring back the old school yep. Bills jerseys. So. Um, so this is where I'm at with this. Brady's never talked about before, you know, it's not really about what I want, it's what my family wants. He's never had these conversations before. Yeah. I've always been of I, I believe what a lot of people say in the NFL, if you're talking about retirement, you're retired. You follow me? Yeah. Because your mind's in other places at that point. So Giselle's been wanting him home since like twenty seventeen. The kids have wanted him home now for a couple of years. He's got a new clothing line. He's got this watch brand thing he's doing as well. He's got the, you know, TB12. He's got yeah. Brady, what, Brady just released on Fanatics, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, and then he has um, his, his little, you know, TV shows that he has, the little documentaries that he's dropping. Yeah, so. He's a little bit of everywhere. He's, he's starting to do some things. He's 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 gone past, he's gone past superstar NFL player, and he's more into that mogul stage. You know, you know that star stage to where, okay, I've been there, I've done that, I am the greatest, there's no argument, you're an idiot if you try to argue it, and now I just, I want to be a mogul, I want to be a dad, I want to make a bunch of money while I'm still home with my kids and my wife. Like he said on his podcast, I, I need to be able to be a husband that my wife needs and a father that my kids need. That dude's thinking retirement. You're 44. He's bro. 44, and it's fine. And here's the thing I, with Bucks fans. This is the one thing I'm going to get on y'all just a little bit. I'm not Again, I'm not talking major smack. This is just what's happened. This is the truth. Our organization, outside of our first Super Bowl win and then last year's Super Bowl win, we've been pretty shitty. We've yeah. been an afterthought on many occasions. Since Josh Freeman. I mean, even before that, what we talk about Jeff Garcia days, we were barely make uh, we. Yeah, I remember. Those. I mean, we'd make we'd make the wild card around and get beat by the Redskins or something. Um, back in the day, when they had a name. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> so, I can call them the Redskins back then because that's what they were back yeah, then. Were, you know, were, you know, and that's what they were then. Um, so, with that being said, we got a little spoiled as a fan base because they've never really experienced that kind of success so quickly before. 
And I think now... They think they're entitled They're kind of like almost entitled to it. Well, he should be here for one more year. No, he shouldn't. He's no, done I'm it. He he came, he came here, did what he set out to do. They were a juggernaut. Let it be. Uh, I, uh, Let the man be. Don't uh, don't talk shit. Don't. Oh, felt, that's garbage. He should be here years. one more year. I felt that for years. You know. Oh, his wife and kids can have him the year after. Listen, football's a brutal sport, dude. Listen, it I'm only trying, takes trying one to, hit. She she was um. It was a game that we had. And now we're finding out that she's been saying he's been coming home with concussions. Yeah, she all, was, all the time was, was for a game years. That the Bills had with them and they wrecked Brady one day, mm-hmm. and she was livid. Mm-hmm. Like she, and it was to a point where they were like. Yo, like, and I, at that point, it was, I, was, I was, like, 15, and I was, like, yo, Brady got killed, bro. Like, like, what is going on? She was hooping and hollering about right. retiring. And that I'm was like, 10 years ago. Right, and I'm, like, bro, like, do you know how long ago that was, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he needs to retire, bro. He, and he, it's fine. He's goat. He is. As a Bucks fan, you know what I'm actually hoping for? And this is where I alienate myself. <laughs> I want him to. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be one of the few people that will tell you this as a Bucks fan. The people and now Bucks fans who listen to this, you're not a Bucks fan. No, I am. No, there's Patriot fans that are I, to this day that tell me that I wish he would just retire. Well, yeah, they wanted to retire as a Patriot. No, I, I but like, see, I have people mm-hmm. just like you. They're like, but family I want, I want him to. I don't know. I don't care about. That. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like uh, his family yeah. stuff, his family stuff. I don't care. I want to jumpstart us going forward. Okay, Super Bowl about- last year was great. Yeah. That's cool. We need to... What's our plan going forward? Our plan going forward, for all these idiots been calling into these radio shows that I've been listening to, <laughs> our plan moving forward is not Aaron Rodgers. We don't need a prima doc. Our plan moving forward is not Russell Wilson. For one, we don't need the distraction of Sierra. You need a younger quarterback. Right? That's we don't need that ass distracting players. Or the $40 million contract that he brings with him. We can't afford that. We drafted Kyle Trask in the second round. He's had the entire year to learn under Brady and Byron Leftwich. He's going to have the entire offseason to keep working. And then he's going to have the preseason games to get ready in the early part of the season to prepare himself moving forward. If we take Kyle Trask, okay, because let's just, if Brady leaves Gronk, I don't think we can agree to that. Mm-hmm. We cut that salary. JPP's gone too. Okay, he's, I he, JPP brought a toughness to this defense that we hadn't seen in a while. When JPP got here is when our defense started to change. It wasn't when the dudes like Gerald McCoy were in there and yeah. laughing with everybody. No, nah, we brought Nada Kamsuma we brought JPP and the defense got nasty. Yeah, and that's he, what they needed. That was his first playoff so, and, and all together. So here's where, here's where I'm at with it. You take the salary cap. So the salary cap supposed to jump up to like $208 million roughly. Okay? So with the jump, without the players that we're talking about, the Bucks have about $20 million in cap space as of today. Mm-hmm. We're, there's three people we need to re-sign. Period. Everybody else, we can look at the draft. We can look in free agency. There's three people on this team currently that absolutely 100% have to be re-signed. It's exactly. Chris Godwin, <laughs> Godwin. It's Ryan Jensen and Carlton Davis. We need to find a way to keep those three players. And if we can't keep all three, we need to keep two of the three. Mm-hmm. And... If we can hold together that offensive line with a healthy Tristan Worse coming back, and what I would really consider doing is flipping Worse and Donovan Smith from, from right tackle and left tackle, flip them. Tristan Worse in year two is already showing he's one of the best linemen in the league. Go ahead and flip him to left tackle. 
He's already a right tackle. Just flip him to left tackle. Let Donovan Smith be right tackle. That's apparently his more comfortable position anyways. Then you got Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen. <coughs> probably draft another offensive lineman in the draft mm-hmm. so you can get some depth there. Draft some defensive linemen because, like, everybody's a free agent there. Um, you're going to lose JPP. You're going to lose Will Golston. You're going to lose Nauticum Sue probably. Unless Sue takes a discount, he comes back, which I would love. I don't think he'll do it again, but he could. Apparently he loves the Tampa Bay area. So maybe he'll take that hometown discount and just stay in Tampa Bay till he retires. I know the Bucks would love to have him. You yeah. know, when he's left other organizations, they really willingly let him leave mm-hmm. to where the Bucks the Bucks really love him. He's loved being in Tampa. So maybe he would be willing to stay just till his retirement time comes. Yeah. But you keep that core intact going up the middle. I've always said this, whether it's in baseball or whether it's in football. If you're strong at the middle, you got a good team. So what I mean by that is going up the middle, looking at the Bucks. Vita Vea, Devin White, Antoine Winfield Jr. That's mm-hmm. your core. Those three guys have got to be on this team their whole career. You keep that core, other parts are interchangeable. Make sure you got an edge rusher. you got to have, and hopefully Joe Tryon, Sharinka, however you say his full name. Yeah. Hopefully he pans <laughs> out. That's just that's a lot That's a lot of name, dude. So much name. <laughs> like, Why? Why can't we just? I, I think about it. You know every what I'm time. saying? Like, I think about it every time. Can we just call you like JTS or something? Listen, like, everybody makes it name. so easy. I at, when I look at everybody's name, I'm like, it's so much work. Anyways, uh, I think that he has a chance to show that he's really good, but he did fade going down the stretch. Mm-hmm. But you keep those rough, th- that up the middle core. Okay, those three have to stay. And if I were to say another guy that has to stay, I would say it's Carlton Davis moving forward. Carlton Davis in the past three seasons has right, I think if I remember correctly, I know I'm going to forget the number. I just read it before we started. I think the number was 71 pass breakups in the past three seasons. That's a fucking lot. When you consider he missed like five or six games this year. Take that into consideration. And he's got 70-something pass breaks. Maybe it was 68. Maybe I'm wrong. Nonetheless, I know it was right right there. Dude, that's a lot, man. Yeah, that's so really you, good. So if you didn't, let's say you didn't play five games, that's locking somebody and, down. Well, let's say let's make it six because of the bye week. So that means you got twelve more games left. Let's just make it okay. You got roughly seventy in twelve games. You got at least maybe five pass breakups. Well, you look game. at you look at it this way. You got seven. You got or I guess what sixteen technically sixteen yeah. games last year. Then 16 of the year before, so there's 32. And then he roughly played mostly all of 12 games this year. Mm-hmm. So now you're at 44. So in 44 games, he's roughly got roughly 70 pass breakups. Yeah, that's, that's still like two a game. That's fucking off yeah. the chain, dude. You're locking that shit down. And he's only averaging. Do you know people only average like six yards of catch against him too? Yo, that dude's fucking locked down, they said man. That, that was the same with uh, Trey White. I think that's that's what the Bills need to do is find someone that can be on the other side of Trey White that'll play like him. Because yeah. with him not being there, I was like, dude, there's holes in our secondary. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember the exact number again because I was looking at him. It was, it was earlier, but like it was like six or seven yards of touch when when they were going to the people who were catching the ball. Mm-hmm. Only averaging like six or seven yards of catch. That ain't very that good. Ain't a lot of, yeah, yeah, that ain't very good. So, especially in today's NFL. Today's NFL where corners are so ridiculously it is, needed. It is wild. Dude, you got to find a way to keep that guy this year. But to me, you got to keep Godwin. 
and you gotta keep Jensen. Now, here is my only ca caveat to Godwin. And this is extreme scenario. Hear me out first before everybody just jumped off the chair. <laughs> if we're going to lose Godwin because we can't afford him, you immediately have to go after Mike Williams from the Chargers. He's a free agent, too. Oh, wow. Immediately. You got to get someone opposite Evans. You have to. Yeah. Especially if you're, you're losing Gronk, too. So here's here's my thing. If you take Trask and his rookie deal, okay? Mm -hmm. He's on that rookie contract. You're gonna have you're gonna have a chance in the draft, the draft pieces around him. Mm -hmm. Because of the money we're gonna save with no Brady, no Gronk, no JPP, with the money we save from all that, okay? If our Will Golston, him too, mm -hmm. we should be able to resign some of these guys. Now take it a step further. Now hopefully like Ryan Jensen's probably gonna get twelve to fourteen million a year, but he's already paying him that. So what's the difference? Yeah. So Let's just say we have a chance to go after some of these guys that are free agents that we could use. There's a couple guys that are going to be later in their careers that we could bring in that could be an impact at least for the next year or two. And because we're paying a rookie contract deal, we can load the roster. And I say this, look at what the Browns did. Take out Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. That roster is stacked. Yeah, it is. They got Baker on a rookie deal. They don't have to pay him a bunch of money so they can afford to pay everybody else. Same concept. So you don't have to pay your quarterback the ridiculous money quarterbacks are making yeah. for the next four years. Yeah, Baker's not working and right now. No, I'm just saying. I'm not, we're not talking about Baker. Oh, yeah. For the part of Kyle Trask. Okay. For the next four years, you have him on minimal money. Dude, stack the roster. Yeah, Stack the roster around him, put him in the best possible situation to succeed with talent all around him, and let your your second-round draft pick go to work. Yeah, you don't draft a quarterback money. in the second round on a team that's ready to win now. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Was it a great pick for last year's part? No. We probably should have used that pick on somebody that we needed. We didn't necessarily need Trask. However, Trask at Florida you know, was on pace to start breaking all kinds of records held by Joe Burrow that year, mm -hmm. their national title year. Kyle Trask is super accurate. He's got a big arm, and he's smart. He can see things. He sees the field very, very well. And he sat behind Brady. And he sat behind Brady to learn. So give the kid a chance. This is what we drafted him for. Mm -hmm. So if Brady retires, for the love of God, no Rodgers, no Wilson, Deshaun Watson, I'm going to be honest, I'd be on board for that, assuming he's got his off-the-field issues taken care of. That's my only if to this. If they were to say, hey, we want Deshaun, I, I then like, I'm on board. Hey, you want to give a first-round pick and whatever else? Yeah, I'm here. If the Steelers got a quarterback like um, that, they would be great. Anyways, outside <laughs> of his off-the-field issues. But I'm here for Trask, dude. Yeah. I want to see the number two. I want to see him sling it. That kid can see the field. He saw the field wonderful when he was at Florida. He's very he was accurate at Florida and he's got a big arm. And you got let you him got, throw. You got people like Mike Evans. You got, and it also makes it where we can re-sign guys like Leonard Fournette to give him to yeah. give him that safety blanket. And if we can't re-sign Leonard Fournette, guess what? There's a handful of running backs that are pretty decent this year. You're gonna have a bunch of running backs in the draft that come out every year. You mm -hmm. know, there are a dime a dozen at this point. Yeah, and today's sure. in and today's NFL, they are. Yeah. They're a dime a dozen. Um, I would prefer us to keep Leonard Fournette. I'll be honest with you on that one. But we need somebody behind him, and I don't believe that's Rojo because I know Rojo's a free agent too. But to me, yeah, it ain't it ain't not, Rojo. Not Rojo at all. 
you know, Giovanni Bernard, he's gonna be a free agent as well. So our quarter, our, our running back room, because Leonard Fournette's a free agent as well. Our running back room currently consists of Keyshawn Vaughn. <laughs> the end. Um, <laughs> so obviously that's gonna be a, a position of need. I would love for us to re-sign Leonard Fournette, but I think he's gonna command probably pretty decent money. I don't know if he's gonna stay here on discount without Brady being here. Uh, yeah. um, however, the, again, this is another one of those things where they say he should really like being in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay revived his career. Yeah, that is true. So maybe he'd be willing to stay here because, you know, he, he does like it here. I don't right. know. Do you, but, think, do you think if Brady does end up leaving and everybody else leaves, do you think everybody ups in? So how I see it is. It's not a rebuild, dude. This roster has dudes that are locked in. The Some of the better players are locked in. Mike Evans, he's locked in. He's here. Yeah. Um, Tristan Wirfs, uh, Ali Marpet, the two best offensive line we have, Anonymous Smith, they're all locked in. They're here. Okay. So three of your five offensive linemen, they're locked in. Yeah, you can, um, that's a solid quarterback. And then you have, <clears throat> and I want to say Alex Kappa's is locked in too, but I don't remember. I think he is. Um, so possibly four of your five outside of your center at that point are locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, on defense, you're looking at Vita Vea, locked in, contract extension. He's here. He's here. Yeah. Devin White, he's here for the next, I think, two years after this year. I think it's a three-year deal total. So I think he's got two more years on his deal, but he ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Antoine Winfield's on his rookie deer. They ain't going to let him go nowhere. He's They like him. Yeah. He ain't going nowhere. Um, so, again, that – that core is here. It ain't a rebuild. Yeah. Even if Trask becomes quarterback, it's not a rebuild. And before when before Grant got here, people forget, you know, like Israel Adesanya says, y'all must have forgot. Um Cam Bray was, was a touchdown yeah. machine. He was he was, was Jameis's uh blanket. He, he was an absolute touchdown machine. And, I, and if I remember correctly, the year before Brady got here. I think he was like one of the league leaders in touchdowns for tight ends, if yeah, I remember correctly. Yeah, he, he had no choice. James threw so, 5,000. There's, there's talent here. So it's not a rebuild by any means. Yeah. And if we lose some of the some of this cast space that we are going to lose, you it, know, with JPP being gone, it actually, you know what? I think it's going to be good. Sometimes it's good to change up. Changes, Everybody was like, oh, we brought back good. all 22 starters. And at the time, I think I got caught up in a little bit, too. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, we brought back all 22 starters. And I got caught up in it, too. Especially, like, that clip we talked about with AB in the beginning of the yeah. season where you posted on Instagram. You know, you kind of get caught up in that. But now I'm looking back yeah, a little bit. And again, you know, saw that coming 2020 way. vision, right? But, yeah. but, but looking at it now, thinking about it, I'm going, you know what? Don't get me wrong. Some of these dudes I want to stay, but for the most part, I'm I'm really pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. It's not that we don't need you. It's just I'm cool with you leaving because we can replace you. Yeah. Whether it's the draft or free agency, and the Bucks, I think would have an opportunity at a few. There are some guys on there that are going to be affordable for yeah, us. Yeah, you know, we, we so, appreciated you while you were here. It is. So again, I do. I appreciate them while they're here. But you know, yeah. who's the free agent this year? An unrestricted free agent altogether. Cordell Patterson. Tell me, you wow. wouldn't like to see that dude line up with us? Mm, that could work. Let yeah. him play some running back. Let him play some receiver. Let you get creative. Does Matt Ryan retire this year? He should. Um, but anyway, I just I don't know, man. I just I'm here. I, I think that I'm excited. That's where I'm at. I want. I'm kind of here for Brady and Gronk both to retire. I thank you so much for what you did for our franchise. 
y'all did something so special in this area. It, it brought it the fans back. It, it brought the yeah. fans back to the Bucks. It brought, it brought you know, people are like, people. oh, do fear with your fans. No, it's just as Bucks fans, you've been fucked so hard so yeah, many times dude. that you can only take so much. That, that's so, something that you, it's cool to see. And so it's awesome what they did for us. I'm, I'm very thankful. I'm happy about it as a fan. But you know what? I'm, I'm cool with moving on, man. I'm, I'm totally yeah. cool with it, and I'm here for it. Byron Leftwich moved on, going to the Jaguars with a great hire. Dude, they had the most cap space, the number one overall pick. That number one overall pick better be that kid out of Michigan, the Hutchinson, yeah, the Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, you might Bro, as well. You that get him guy and you get Josh Allen on a, on a monster. Josh Allen behind him. Is Josh awesome. Allen, Aiden Hutchinson. What's the tackle's name they got? He's pretty good, too. Uh, oh, I forgot his name now. Anyways, he's pretty good. They get a backside but, corner of safety. Oh, man. But what they really need is weapons for for uh, my boy Trevor. They need a line. Dude, you get them, my man some weapons. Yeah. God, because they just you don't have keep, anything. You Chark. You got, you got Robinson. He's a free agent. Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. Chark's gotta, a free agent. You got to try to bring him back. I don't know if you do or not. I don't, Alan Robinson. Or not Alan Robinson. Um, uh, actually, Alan Robinson for the Bears is a free agent as well. Um... But see now you're gonna get uh, Travis Etienne back. Yeah. You're gonna have Robinson, so you're gonna have a two headed monster at bat. You're gonna have a, I mean, two badass running backs. Does he have a nice tight end? No. Um, they, they need a tight end. They, they need wide receivers. Want. They need somebody who can throw the football yeah. to. But he's gonna have the ultimate safety blanket between Robinson and Etienne, and Etienne being back, yeah. assuming they stay healthy. Those two guys back there, Trevor and then Lawrence's. you pick them up, pick them up some receiver help, yeah. or pick them up a pretty decent receiver and a really good tight end. So you know who else is a, tight, a free agent this year is uh, Schultz from Dallas. Ooh, Schultz, Schultz, who's actually the fourth, he's has the fourth most catches with tight ends over the past uh, two or three seasons, whatever it was I was looking at. Um, obviously behind Kelsey Andrews yeah. and Waller, um, but he's number four. So what if? Jaguars got the money. What if they go after Schultz and then ready for this one? I'm just here it goes. I'm going a whole Bill Simmons right now with the Jaguars. I'm excited for the Jaguars and Byron. You take all that cap room they got, they throw big boy deals at Mike Williams, Dallas Schultz. Or I'm Dallas Schultz. Good God. That is not his name. But anyways. Dick down in Dallas. Dick down in Dallas. You take you take Mike Williams, you take Schultz, and now you got him a tight end. You got yeah. a wide receiver, at least someone who's worth a fuck. Yeah. Okay. And then you pair him with uh, what's the other kid's name? They had a wide receiver this year. Um, not Shark, the other one. Um. Anyways, it makes him better. Yeah, him. But you have Etienne Robinson, possibly Mike, like a Mike Williams, possibly a Schultz, and now that offense got some got some yeah, toys. Now, now you start give running. him, give the boy something. You know, the guy was running for his life and then had no one to throw it to on top of running for his life. Yeah. How the he, fuck he, is he, that he supposed can, to work he out? He can run, too, so you like, don't want him constantly How running. the fuck is that supposed to work? He ain't got no one to throw it to, and, and he ain't got he yeah, ain't he's, no he's, line. He's not, a, he's not a run first quarterback. He, I don't know. He can run, though. He, yeah, can, he can. He run, can move. Which is, he's a dual threat, but he, I don't, I don't look at, I don't see him as like a, like he's not a, he's, he'll run when it's like, all right, I can run. But like yep. him doing something like. Pat and Josh is like, nah, I don't see Trevor doing that. Now, pretty much this is a show. However, <laughs> I want to end the show with a game. We've been doing final thoughts when we end the show. Yeah. I want to end the show on a game. You want to play a game? Like let's Saul? Do, let's we've, do this. we've been playing games here recently on the yeah, show. Let's do this. Okay. I want you to give me 30 seconds, okay? So here, here's what we're going to do. And 
maybe we'll get some social media love for this and we'll throw it on the, the Instagram and the, the Facebooks and the Twitters and whatnot and let y'all argue with us if we're wrong. But I got a feeling one of us is going to be right. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the greatest football movie and you got 30 seconds to tell me why. You ready for it? Oh, shit. The greatest yep. football movie? You got 30 seconds to tell me the movie and why. Ready? Yeah. No dead air. Wow. Ready? Off the top of the head. Go. Wow. Oh, okay, remember the Titans. Why? Um. Okay, first and foremost, uh, seeing how they brought, you know, with the racial tension and everything back then, they brought the two sides together. They came together through football. You could, It's just, it's kind of, it kind of reflects like today, how we got all the racial tension, all the politics and all that other bullshit. But now it comes together and they came together on the field, and now it's like sports still bring us all together. Like you could like with Josh Allen and the Chiefs, they donated all this fucking money to his grandmother's fund. It's it's kind of cool for me. Um, remember the Titans will probably have to be mine. Remember the Titans? Yeah. All right, that was thirty seconds exactly. Oh. I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. Is it Little Giants? Well, that's a good one. I didn't think that, about that. That one, was actually. my second. That oh, was that either, it was either Little Giants. All right, or ready? Let me make sure I'm on a, on an even number so I can make sure I do this right. <laughs> Ready, set, water boy. Water boy. It's the funniest. It has the most memorable quotes. It has some of the greatest scenes. I got a water spoon. Duh. Oh the water sucks. It really, really sucks. You know, you know, I never expected you to say that. You know what? Captain Asano shows no mercy. You can do this all night long with that movie. Listen, Every I, time you watch that movie, look, when you watch other football movies, you watch and you kind of get in your feelings a little bit. You watch Waterboy, it don't matter how many times you've seen it, it doesn't matter how long it's been since you've seen it, you're still quoting it, you're still laughing, and, you still, and you're still going, fuck yeah, yeah come man. on, Bayou Bengals, let's yeah. do this thing. My, my mom says you're the devil, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and she showed me your boobies and I like yeah, them too. Yeah, all right, so what I'm saying? All right, so we'll throw it out. Who had the better argument? The Waterboy or Remember the Titans? Both you, great movies. No one's saying anything you, bad about either of the movies. You it's just, I feel like nothing right. Listen, <laughs> because I really expected you to say Rudy. So I was like, all right, yeah, he's going to go Rudy. I, you know what? I like it. Everybody knows I like Rudy. I do. But uh, I, it, The Waterboy, to me, is the greatest football movie ever. See, I like and it just stands Titans. the test of time. Like you know what I was actually going to go with? I, like so I, I do like the Little Giants. So when I, I thought about this today, just kind of messing around. And I was like, we always do final thoughts to end it. I was like, let's do a game. And I was like, what's the greatest football movie? And I kind of went through my head for a second. I was like, it's Waterboy, right? Like, there's no other option here. And then I was like, maybe Little Giants. I was like, maybe Rudy. And then I was like, Longest Yard. Eh. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's iffy. There's so many. But then I was like, like, then I got to think, I was like, Waterboy. And I was like, there's no other option. There's just really not. Because you remember when Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the Mud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl? Right. Huh? Do you? Number nine. I, do people buy that jersey? Yes, like, they do. Think about that. Too. Think about that. It is a movies made up football player whose jersey still gets bought to this day. Just like uh, Willie Beeman in any given Sunday. They they yeah. and, and Finkel they will really buy uh-huh. those. Uh, Al Bundy. They. Oh my God. Now see will. my next my other question I thought of was what is the most memorable football part to a non football movie. So I thought about that for a second too today, but I felt like when I did that, the non-memorable part. No, the most memorable football-related part in a non-football movie. 
So I thought about that one today. And the only thing I could come up with, and I thought that was going to be kind of too hard for, you know, 30 seconds. But the only thing I could come up with was laces out Dan Ace Ventura style. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, that... she's got a wiener. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Right? I, like, yeah. You know? They flap her dress up and everybody starts puking because they've been on making out with her. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when you think about it, so the yeah. greatest football part in a movie, but a non-football movie, and I couldn't think of anything else outside of Ace Ventura on the top of my head that was just that memorable, that great, that yeah, funny, that, that, that entertaining. Right? Yeah, that is true. I think some people maybe will try to argue maybe the the Tooth Fairy movie with The Rock where he's... Nah, see, I or thought whatever about that, that is. too, but that was a football movie. Was it a full football movie? Yeah, it was okay. a full football movie. All right, what about... Yeah, that was a full football movie. Okay, what's another one? We, I'm going on topic on this now. I'm interested in trying to figure nah, this out. see, it's a good question because I... I that, I like this. Idea. I feel like I'm drawing like a this, blank right now. I, I know. Like I feel like there's an obvious one right in front of us, and I've just and drawn just, the yeah. blank because I went full in on Ace Ventura, and I felt like there was just nothing else to do. When he's going through the crazy house and he's like acting like the fairy quarterback, blue forty two, and he's hopping <laughs> over the bushes and shit. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, right. That's not. That's pretty that's, good. Yeah. Now I thought about this one. Now how about this one? This is pretty badass. How about uh, the Dark Knight when Bane blows up the uh, the stadium? That's a pretty badass football oh, part of the yeah. football movie. Jesus, see, see, there was one that was like right in her face we didn't think of. That's a pretty badass one. And there's so many of them that's like that happen and you don't really mm-hmm. it doesn't hit you until you really think about blows it. Blows the stadium up. Jesus. Uh huh. Wow. You merely adapted to the darkness. I was born in it. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. That is. That's true. a good one. So that's a pretty There's good so one. Many of, but I, nonetheless, the Water Boy to me is the greatest football movie of all time. I can, yeah, I can agree with you. And they and they filmed that. Uh, uh, they say they filmed that. Uh, in Lakeland somewhere. Yeah. So and the greatest, kinda... and to me at least, the greatest football part in a movie to a non-football movie to me is Ace Ventura, probably followed then by Dark Knight and Batman. And Bane blowing the same. That was pretty well, badass. I'll have to come back. I'll, I'll bring it back. That's back a hard one, right? Yeah. I told you. That's a hard to one to try to get you on 30 seconds. Because I thought about that and I was like, oh, I could bust someone's mind with this one. But then I was like, no, this is going to be dead air. No one's going to get it. It's going to be tough. No, no, I can see. I, I watched. That I've already got one ready for the next one, though. For the next episode, I already have some fun games planned out oh, for that one. See, that, that see, I thought I, of. I love sports movies. I, I used to watch all the No, I'm not saying it's going to be movie related. It might be something. might be video game. It might be oh, movies. See, might be something. Video we're starting to get down to the part of the year to where, you know, we're losing football. We're oh. going to have basketball, which obviously I wanted yeah. to go more into basketball. Shout out Kobe Bryant. Today is the two-year anniversary. What is your Best Kobe memory as we end the show. What is your favorite Kobe memory? Um, 08 when he beat the Celtics and he kind of like just jumped onto the 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 uh, score table. Yeah. Because that was like the first, that was like my first truly like full blast like season that I was literally balls deep into basketball as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was like, bro, like I still yell Kobe to this day. And it's like seeing Kobe do that, it was like, bro, he's, he did five of those. Like, I remember watching Brady win every Super Bowl. So it's kind of like watching Kobe win, like, the last three. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, like, okay, that's that's dope. So um, I thought about the dunk yeah. in 03. 
off the oh. off the spin where he became the true Kobe yeah. Bryant slam dunk giant. Thought about that. I thought about the uh, the eighty one. <laughs> thought about wow. the sixty one MSG. <sighs> but you know what I can't get over? In your retirement game, you dropped sixty. 60. Like I, that to me if just really here, if stands here, out. He'd be like, bro, he but the thing so is, much. it doesn't. But the thing I'm is, like, bro, still but no. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Kobe. He has such a great career that do you realize we could name off ten different scenarios and they'd all be correct because and he was then, so great. And we could do ten different scenarios for both of the numbers that he wore. Yes, that's what that's what's difficult. Um, so yeah. I don't feel like there's a wrong answer. To this it's just no, to no. me it was just like kind of like what's something kind of stands out in his playing career, obviously. Yeah, for sure. That it just makes like, you go, damn, Ty, like that's Ty, wild. Uh, Ty for sure. Like since we were in high school, Ty has always loved Kobe, and I, I've known that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like if you guys do go to our Instagram. Uh, at halftime subs, there's a there's a collage that Ty, you know, made a couple years back for Kobe. He was so invested in Kobe. He he looked at Kobe as like it was he was a father figure of some mm-hmm. sorts. And when I seen Kobe had that effect on everybody, I'm like, damn. And it's like seeing old interviews that LeBron had. He was like, Man, you know, I used to think I was famous. Then we would go overseas for, you know, USA games and people would love Kobe. And I'm like, We do not matter over here. Nope. And I'm like that that's just the effect that Kobe has. It's to the point where it's like I like we're gonna continue to keep yelling Kobe for the next. Absolutely. Years. Every time like, I every time I bundle up something and throw it to a garbage can, Kobe. I do it all the time. Kobe. With like with the high shot to the wrist flick. Oh yes. I tell, I tell uh every like all the homies know like Kobe, I'm always gonna yell Kobe, but my all time like favorite player for me growing up was always Carmelo. And it was either those two. Like I, I'm not it was always, you know, sometimes it was Bron, but mm-hmm. I've always picked Kobe over anybody. He just anything. was, it was just so impressive. Like, I thought about that today. Like, uh, I was like, man, I was like, think about this dude's playing a career. You yeah. could take, you could, seriously, even in the past, you could break his career down into like three year segments. And then each of those three years, you come up with like 10 great things that happened that Kobe did. Like, it was just that impressive. I think that's, so, that's the point of like sports that we we take for granted. I will like, say, I when someone passed like, away, I don't know if it was just because it was so sudden or how it happened or what it was. Sports death, as far as like players that have passed away, or you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm gonna be honest, I'm about to, I'm about to hurt people's feelings. I don't give a fuck when a celebrity dies. Um, uh, it just doesn't, it just doesn't even, it depends on who the celebrity is. It doesn't have an impact on you. you, I've never, I've never seen a celebrity death where I blinked my eyes even out. I'm like, whatever. Uh, um, no, not the like, not the shit on, not the shit on death. I just, yeah, Betty White was tough. I'm sorry you passed I'm sorry for your family. Like, I'm sorry for yeah, your family. Yeah. I'm sorry for your loss. It just doesn't affect me. Dude, Kobe Bryant, when I got that alert on my phone, it was so unexpected. I instantly ran to the TV. I turned the TV on. Uh, then uh, I started streaming me. from my phone on I, a different channel. I, I was like, this can't be I real. I can tell you. Um, and, like, my feelings were hurt. In fact, I remember telling Natalie, I was like, why are you so upset? I was like, Kobe Bryant Kobe just, died. just died. And I, not just Kobe, it was Gianna, too. It was Gianna. And it just... It hit, and I don't know if it part is just me being a father, you're, but like you're a girl it dad, just, bro. I am, so I'm, I'm a full blown girl dad, and it just, 
I mean, I have three, I have three daughters. Yeah. And oh my God, I just remember thinking, I was like, God damn, dude, like that, that hit me. That whole day was like, it just hit me. I was literally watching the Robo as it. That actually affected me that day. And I I was thinking about that day too. Like when I think of celebrity deaths or, 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 you know, sports star deaths that, that made me go, damn. Like that was it. I've never had any other one that made me like, oh my See, god. I've, I've had like when it came it was down to just something like Kobe. that. It was it was Kobe, and then I had um a rapper uh, Nipsey Hussle that was out of L.A. as well. When he got killed, it was like whoa, like he just died, and it was like people were like, yo, that's like your favorite rapper. I'm like, yeah. And then Kobe dies, and I'm like, my whole heart was like, oh shit, L.A. Like these people thrived off. Like there's people in this area that were like. I love these two guys. And then when they were gone, they said, like, it was just kind of like this this dark cloud over L.A. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Jesus, like, I feel so bad. And us speaking about yelling Kobe, there were people outside the Staples Center, trash cans, they're, they're yelling Kobe, throwing, you know, paper balls in there. It's, it's hilarious. Hey, what's the dude that sings that song that I think's funny? I'm with my black friends oh, doing Juice cocaine. Yeah, that one. Juice when I found out when Juice I found out he was, was dead. Too. When yeah. I found out he was dead, I was kinda like, Oh, well, he's Juice, dead. Well Juice dang. I found tough. a song that I like from somebody and my boy dead. No. Yeah, well. that, that anyway, was, nonetheless. That was Kobe yeah. affected me. And rest in peace to Kobe. Yes. Thoughts, wishes, good vibes, prayers, whatever it is you're into, to the family. Sure. Um I would like to shout out Ty real quick. He's missing from the show tonight, taking care of family. We love so you, guy. We uh, we miss you, Dingleberry, and we will see <laughs> you next soon. <laughs> Ty had to go cut his dreads off. I'm just joking. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had to cut the dreads off. That's what it was. <laughs> Anyways, Ty, family, we hope y'all are doing well. We love you guys. We hope everybody enjoyed the show. Make sure you check us out on Spotify and iHeartRadio. Make sure on Spotify specifically, throw us some stars, kid. Yes. We want those stars. Please throw us stars. Yes. And that really matters. And I actually had a conversation with Spotify today. Uh, so that could be kind of interesting moving forward. But I don't want to alienate our other listeners. So we'll see how it goes. Because we love and, you guys. Yeah, we love all <laughs> you guys. Well, some of you guys. Some of you guys that listen, actually, I'm going to be honest. All I don't really guys, like y'all that much. All you guys from here to, 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 to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got a Russia listener. Yeah. Oh, Vladimir Russia Putin. And, and Vladimir Putin. Yeah, Mexico man. And the Vladimir Putin wanted to holler at us. Yeah. Oh, Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. I wonder how that conversation would go. <laughs> I have some questions. I have questions. I do. Well, I, yeah, I got Not that. like, serious. None, none of my questions, I'm going to be honest, would probably matter in the grand scheme of the world of things, but it's oh, questions no. I want to know, like, What's it like to actually shit in a gold toilet? Like, nah, what's that really like? Nah, I'm getting right to the down dirty. Yo, what the, what the Russian bitch is like? Hey. Dude, I know you got him. Like, He's going to be like, you like smooth vodka. So I'll be like, pour it up. <laughs> pour it up and give them to me. Vodka and beaches. That's what Russia's about. Vodka and beaches. Pour it up and give it to me. Anyways. Guys, have a great rest of your night. Have a great rest of your day. Again, follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check us out on socials at Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Halftime Subs. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night. We are out. Peace.